Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. My name is Mike Chisholm. I am extremely excited every time we do this. I'm a little more excited today. No offense to anybody who's ever been on the podcast before, Um, but I'm excited because we got Caleb Campbell. Caleb Campbell is a local uh, stand-up from the little piece of heaven that we call Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, and I'm a huge stand-up fan. I envy you in many, many, many ways, sir, because you are doing um, what Dreaming Mike would love to rip out of my chest and go and do. You've done stand-up. How long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh, since the very first time I started would be now like 13 years. 13 but I've, years. I've taken some huge breaks where I had to, you know, go work for the man. Right. <laughs> but Is the man your parents? I would say like six years. <laughs> no, I, I did everything, man. I okay. framed, I worked in restaurants, I worked in the oil field, wow. I drove a truck. I did, I just, every single job I ever had was like, I'm only gonna be doing this six months and then I'll be famous. And because we <laughs> get back to stand up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're all temp jobs, every single every one Every single one. Um, the first time I saw you perform, uh, remember that show, The Office, uh, in the show, The Office, I don't know if you remember that. I think everyone probably does. There is a, a weird old guy named Creed in that show who is an extremely talented performer in his own right. Well, Creed went on tour after The Office kind of went, yeah. uh, went, went, uh, into cancellation or, or, or they finished their run and Creed performed at a nightclub and Caleb, you opened for him. Yeah, that was fun. That was kind of a weird show because I, well, I got, you know, do you want this gig? I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, Creed from the office. This should be fun. Yeah. And then I got there and they kind of just said, all right, I didn't get to meet. Creed. It wasn't a comedy club to be very, very clear. No, it was a this nightclub. Was, this was a nightclub that was taking the night off from. And then they were like, <laughs> oh, hey, go ahead. And I was like, what? They just gave me a mic and I just started like the lights were on and everything. It was like. They were. Probably. It was one of the nightmare, like a nightmare scenario for a show. Like. From a stand-up perspective. Oh, yeah. Nobody in okay. chairs. Yeah. <laughs> high <laughs> ceilings. Right. People milling around getting drinks. He's like, yes. yeah, just keep talking. The guy, the promoter literally said to me, yeah, just keep talking even if they're not listening so they can get drinks and stuff. They're just trying to sell drinks. The guy wow. did not give a shit if I wow. bombed or not. So I did the best I could with what I had. We made a <laughs> – I think we had a little bit of uh, – Nobody in the outer ring was paying attention, but the dance floor seemed to be paying attention. That's where I was. I was front and center. Yeah. Uh, and I was paying attention to every word that you said. I was delighted by your uh, by your delivery. I was delighted by your content. Um, well, you had this bit and it was it wasn't even a bit. It was an entire run of the show. A big chunk of it uh, talking about a memory from Bible camp. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> And you escaped the Bible camp. And I remember that like without blowing the bit, that was a weekend where I got caught doing a lot of firsts in a row. So I got caught looking at porn. Right. And my parents are very religious. So they to fix me, they sent me and my brother in solidarity to uh, an addiction camp that our church put on. Oh, and then my friend was friends, an addiction Bible camp. Yeah, it was just all addictions. <laughs> okay. Because that's how they did it at my church. So that if sure. you're addicted to porn or if you're addicted to, you know, dr- drugs or alcohol, they just put everybody in the same place. Oh, it's a, it's a catch all. <laughs> yes. Just, okay. <laughs> and I'm there like, you know, 18. And my brother's 16. And my friends busted me out. And then we went out drinking. And then the, the story ends with my dad. <laughs> Like they phone my dad, like you have to come pick up your son. He's all, you know, can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's all fucked up at my house. And I was, they're like, no, no, no. He's at porn addiction camp. And I was like, no, I wasn't at porn addiction camp. So I got caught for <laughs> drinking porn, like sneaking out, like all the shit. Um, as a kid who went to Bible camp, 
uh, a couple of times growing up. The story delighted me. Uh, it, it just, and to this day, years ago, then you and I caught up with each other as I was, I was doing some work on a, um, on a, on a cable access show. A Did that ever get aired? Show. I don't know if it got aired or not. Cause I was like, it was amazing though. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just decided there was like eight of us in a room and it's like, Hey Caleb, come up and do some standup. I was just going to, yeah, I'm just going to go balls out on this show. Yeah. I had recently, <laughs> have you seen that Mark Norman thing where he like goes on a morning show and just like says all these dirty words? I, I've heard about it, but no, I haven't. That yeah. was my attitude going into that. I was like, I'm just, I'm going big. I don't <laughs> care if they don't air this because I've never, I've never met these people before. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool because you were literally playing to a camera, similar to how I'm doing it right now. Yeah. You were playing to a camera well, I was playing and to no you audience. Mostly. And it was, I was behind the one Dude, camera. You were laughing in the, yeah. what was that lady's name? Um, Oh, it she was, was like, uh, well, we can't say Lisa, that. Lisa. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a good sport. Oh, yeah. She, she was like, OK, well, almost none of this is usable. <laughs> right. And and that was the that was the whole bit was that there were three. It was a three camera shoot with no audience. And it was a, just a great community show. It was a lot of fun. But uh, I was behind one of the cameras and I was absolutely delighted that you were the guest and I was laughing. I did not care. Yeah. And, and so you just basically started playing to yeah, me. It was fun. And that was a, <laughs> that was a fun night. Um, so that was the next time I saw you and 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 uh, the one thing that i just appreciate about you and, and one of the reasons not only because i thought we could lighten the the content a little bit of yeah. uh, of our podcast but one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on here is because you have done what so many men wish that they could kind of do where they got a little germ of a of a of, of a seed that is starting to grow of something they would love to do and 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 you just have gone for it well, thanks man it's I uh it's inspiring in that regard that's nice of you to say so. It really feels like not really because it's mostly just the slog of, you know, shitty shows and nightclubs opening for Creed. <laughs> and it's like, is this worth it? But to hear somebody say that, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. And there's definitely the, the, the nights that are totally worth it. Right. And uh, it's just, it's so disheartening with this pandemic. Yeah, I'm going to go into that. I'm going to ask you about that. Because we... You know, I've, every time I feel like I'm starting to get make some progress in my career, like this year, I actually had my calendar was like semi full and then it's <laughs> not anymore. No, you know, God, no. Well, and that's that's one thing I wanted to get your perspective um, because, uh, you know, we talk about this is a this is an app for men. Yeah. And and um, it's it's part of it is a mechanism. Uh, and by the way, I'm not speaking for the management or, or ownership of He Change It. I'm just the podcast guy yeah. talking. So if I say any statements that kind of don't go along with the corporate line, <laughs> we're going to disclaim that right now. Um, but one of the things is 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 we've got this society now yeah. that um, the goalposts have kind of changed as to what's appropriate, what's not. Uh, certain people are saying certain things aren't appropriate. Other people are saying, no, they, yeah, they still real. are. And stand-ups are really under fire. And then we have this pandemic show up. Well, and I wanted to get your perspective on some of these things. The great so I'm glad thing for a guy like me is I have nothing to lose, so I can say whatever I want. What does that mean? What do you mean you got nothing to lose? Well, I mean they can't take anything away. What are right. they going to cancel? I have my uh, own shitty podcast that they can't cancel, and I have my stand-up gig, so I get I could get those canceled. Sure, but I don't feel like I would. Right? Like right. I, you know, you get to meet the people who own the clubs or the producers at the clubs. Yep, and. You know, if they say this is off limits, you don't talk about those things. But almost nobody would say that. Right. Right. And it's, as far as like the PC-ness of the whole world right yeah, now. Yeah. I feel like if you're honest, like people can just tell 
Like, I got some outrageous stories, right? That's kind of my <laughs> shtick. Yeah, you do. And people often come up to me like, are those true? And I'm like, yeah, they're true. But you know they're true. You can just sure. tell when someone's genuine. So if you can come, if you can say, you know, politically in- incorrect things, be funny while you do it, and people know you're not an asshole. Right. It's fine, right? right. Like, And that's what the beauty of stand-up is. It's, you know, wherever the line is, going right up to it or just past it, mm-hmm. and then... And it doesn't have to be that, but it can be that. No, right? it doesn't have to be that. Like, but I got in silly some ways, jokes but too. It, yeah, it, and I get that. And there's a lot of clean comics out there. There's your Jerry Seinfelds and your, you know, and the, the brigade that he and Jay Leno kind of lead. Mm-hmm. I get that. But at the end of the day, there's also the other side where, in in many ways, comedians are the last gunslingers. Kind of. And, and in some ways, um, and and this pandemic. Or the first, yeah, if you go back to the first, right? Like yep. pioneers of Lenny Bruce and yes. George Cronk getting yep. arrested and all that stuff. Absolutely. So the shit that they like, Put their lives on the line. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but like, no, te- man. maybe freedom of speech. They could have locked them up for a long time, George Carlin. And Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we can, you can. The thing is, you can still say whatever. Right. You just have to be ready for the, the ramifications. Consequences. Yeah. And okay. if you're saying things that are malicious or like egregious, I mean, you have to answer for that. And if you're saying like, I don't know, if I, I don't, I'll, I would stand by. I'll stand by anything I said. Right. So if you go, why, how could you say something like that? I would say like, I can't think of a joke that I have. That's like really hurt, hurt, trying to hurt people. This is one of my questions. Have you ever taken a joke out of your act because of the the sign of the times changing? You have done that. Yeah, I have. And cause mostly, you know, you'd look not cause somebody complained, but because yeah, I guess because they complained, they, because they complained, I looked at it and you're like, is that really a funny joke or is that just a cheap shot at women? It's just a cheap shot at women. Okay. Right? I see. So you you basically, you have a moral barometer uh, and you, you, you'll you send it through that filter and you'll look at the root of where the joke was written from or where it comes from. And yeah. What it's, okay. I got you. And if, and if I feel bad, like if it's true, man, they made me feel bad. Like, ah, uh, I kind of, that was a dick. That's a dick joke to like a dick move of a joke to do. Right. So I was like, you know what? I won't do it anymore. I probably won't apologize for it. I don't, nobody hears me anyways. So if I was right. on TV, that's the big, the big thing that comics talk about, or I hear people talking about like, is should you apologize or should you not? Right. I'm kind of in the no apologize camp, 80%. But I think that if you, if you fucked up and you realize it, there's nothing wrong with apologizing. The problem is, is when the apology gets weaponized and then uh, it just becomes an admission of guilt. And then you're like, right. see, he did it. So, I mean, everybody should just needs to calm down. Like, right. really, we're just talking. That's yeah. all we're doing is talking. Nobody's getting, nobody's, like, if we make a joke about something fucked up, like pedophiles in church or something. Sure, sure. They're the ones that did it. We're just talking about it, right? Right. And it's like people get so mad at comedians for talking about it. It's like, how about the people committing the crimes? Yeah, exactly. It's almost like they're taking out um, frustration of those people who've committed those crimes yeah. on the on the people who are talking about it and trying to get a laugh out of it, I guess, too. I, you know, and if it's funny, it's funny. The, th- the problem the is, whole thing. It's that high is it funny act. or not? And yes. then it, you find that most people think stuff's funny until it happens to them. And then it's not as funny anymore because right. it happened to me. And then right. just... Look outside your head for a moment and think, would you have laughed at that before that happened to you? Probably. Yeah. Right. And that's what's also funny is bad stuff. I mean, it's not funny when bad stuff happens, but 
the way I deal with bad stuff happening is I make jokes about it. Isn't yes. this shitty? It's like the world's ending. Ha ha ha. But how many times as men do we do that? Do I we think, try and, 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 you know, we went through a really shitty situation and we get through the, 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 the shock of it maybe. Yeah. And then what do we try and do? We make light of it. We make oh, jokes dude, about it. We try and that's, yeah. that's, I think that's hardwired into us. Oh yeah. Some dude, of when us I anyway. wear construction, like framing or yeah. the oil rigs, yep. all we do, like mine, mostly men at those. Yeah. We're just know, busting yeah. balls. Like you pussy, like not wearing, like none of that stuff's very helpful. I don't think, but <laughs> As for, maybe for your mental health, but it's helpful to get through the day. Yeah. Like the more miserable it was, the better time I had. Like not in the sense, if I had a good crew. Yeah. That's really what it came down to. If I had a good crew yep. and we could all make jokes. I remember I was on the roof doing a roof in Vancouver on the rainiest day ever in August. There, there was a leak and we had to find the leak. And it turned out it while was under this while giant. it's raining. Yeah. It, okay. Oh, dude, it was like standing in a shower. Oh, and this gross. guy I'm working with was just miserable. I can't believe they got us up here. This is such horseshit. And I was like, dude, you're not getting any wetter. Like, this is hilarious. And then the matter he got, the funnier it was for me. Right. I think that's the, I mean, when things are bad, you make jokes about it. Sure. Right. I mean, that's not everybody's coping mechanism but that's what a comedian would say i guess you know and the fact you use that word coping mechanism so many people do use humor as as a, a coping mechanism and in many ways it's under attack similar to the how um comedy was under attack with george carlin back in the day like it, it's so funny how the pendulum has swung um i'm 44 yeah so i got a few years on you but um i remember back when i was in and i, I think i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast or not certainly off camera where uh back in the day like when i was growing up Free speech was under attack, not because of comedians so much. They were kind of given the, the pass, except for maybe Andrew Dice Clay yeah. or real extreme examples. But it was music. Yeah. And it was the, the rap and the metal there guys. You, absolutely. And yeah. it was and it was the explicit content. That's where the that Satan came from. Worshippers. Yes. Yeah. And it was the right. Yeah. It was the right. It was the conservatives. It was the, uh, you know, the Bible thumpers, for lack of a yeah. better term. Or it was it was the, re the religious right or the right that was. Um, angry that's about actually, the content, point. but now it's the left. It's the left. It's the pendulum has swung so far that the left is 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 so concerned it's, about it's crazy. People. Yeah, the PC culture, and it's the left that's doing. They're it. And the so right is kind of just not. They're exclusive. That's exactly right. They're like you need to include everybody by not saying bad about anybody ever. It's so ironic. How do we even live in your world? Right. It's impossible. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and and, uh, we, and the thing that <laughs> pisses me off the most about the current climate or whatever you want to call it is you can't just state facts anymore. Like right. you can't just, this is this is true. It's a thing that happened. Yes. That's not offensive. Right. That's a thing that whatever yes. it is, the car is red. It's a red car. How dare, that's offensive to blue cars. What the fuck are you oh, talking about? Oh my God, I love that example so much. I love you so much for that. Okay, so we've done maybe 12 or 13 of these already. Yeah. And I have been itching to talk about this. Okay. I've been itching. And I think that the only cover that I'll get where it's, you know, before where I get canceled before anybody even sees me mm -hmm. <laughs> is is talking about it with a comedian. because awesome. You can't get canceled because it's your own podcast. Right. And that's the way we got to go. That's yeah. the way we have to go with this because it seems like there's so much noise out there. And so many talk about cancel, this idea of cancel culture, which is hatred towards humans. It's, it's in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, that you I can't can say speak something. to it intelligently because <laughs> I have like, I'm not famous enough to get canceled. So I don't really have, like I said before, like, I don't feel like it's a risk for me to say anything outrageous. Like if you hear my sure. my podcast, it's so over the top. <laughs> well, I love the premise of your podcast. We'll talk about that in a second. But 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 at the end of the day, being 
Cancel when you're famous is just being bullied with a megaphone, but yeah. but cancel culture is just isn't it legitimizing bullying? If it's a friend group and that one friend says something that's offside, and all the other friends decide to cancel, you know maybe you got a big Harry Potter fan yeah. and oh J.K. Rowling wasn't trying to say whatever. But do you see oh, that in, in your friend group? Like, do you know anybody your your friends that's getting canceled? Listen, I, I I've seen some teenage girls that can yeah. be pretty uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty mean. <laughs> what I mean is I don't that problem hasn't affected me yet. Right. It's talked about a lot, yeah, but it's not affected me or almost anybody I know. Right. Like I, I know some more famous comedians and none of them are very much affected by it. Right. And the ones, I, I don't know. It's real. Is it as big of a problem as is talked about? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's a good not. point too. I don't know the reality of it. Yeah. You I know? mean, we're up here in Canada kind of tucked away doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So like who's getting canceled? So, and, yep. And Guys with huge balls, like guys like, you know, Ryan Long, maybe from Toronto. Yeah. He just moved down. To, he's going so far. He's get, he's going hard in the paint. He's touching the wire. Yeah. Like he's, 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 he can't poking get canceled. The wire. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guys, I don't know, the guys that I like are just kind of like, you just go in with like bravado. Yep. Or not, that kind of sounds arrogant. If you're just confident in what you're saying yep. and you like stand by it, what are they going to say? Right. I mean, they could cancel you, but you, I like in my case, I don't have anything to cancel, right? Right. I, I the the other thing that I um and I mean, this is the one where I want to be a, a, a lot more sensitive about and serious about is you've got guys who are being tried and convicted for things that were culturally acceptable a decade or two ago. That's quite annoying. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I think they would they would agree with you. <laughs> Are we talking specifically about the Me Too movement? I mean, we could be, uh, but it's 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 the Me Too movement. I think is 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 the uh, example that everybody uses yeah. when they when they refer to such things. But but at the end of the day, like I look at say someone like James Gunn, who's a director in Hollywood. Uh, he put out some tweets ten years ago or whatever. Oh yeah, Twitter there's was fairly no new. They took away Guardians statute of, the Galaxy. of limitation. There you go. Now? <clears throat> there you go. Well, that's we're the first generation to have that problem. Right. This is the first time. That's a good point. Like I got a cell phone. I don't think I had one in high school. I got one the year I graduated high school. So, okay. I, and I was the latest guy to get on Facebook. I thought Twitter was retarded. I still don't have Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I have an account, but I don't think I've tweeted. <laughs> oh man, it was so embarrassing. I was at a comedy festival, and this other comic was like, "Oh, so dude, what's your Insta?" I was like, "I don't have Insta." He's like, "What's your Twitter?" Yeah. I was like, "I don't don't have it." He's like, "Facebook." I was like, "Don't have it." He's like, "Do you have a YouTube channel?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Are you even trying to be a comedian?" <laughs> One of my problems today was trying to figure out ways that I could promote you and things that I could promote other than the podcast, which we, we can talk about. But uh, because of that. But, so. So. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it eventually. But so, so to the, to the point of uh, I don't know. I'm t- I actually talk about this. I'm exploring this topic right now. I don't know. I haven't come to any conclusions, yes. but I know that we're the first generation to experience this. Yes. So there's kids growing up now with their whole lives on the internet. Like I got a nephew, yep. he's got his, you know, one week, his one month, his two months, like all the things he's yep. going to grow up on the internet. He's going to, that's the only, and I think that this problem will go away when enough people realize everybody's a little bit weird and everybody said some shit. Mm. Everybody's grabbed a tit, everybody's <laughs> or whatever it yes. is. I mean, that's horrible to say, or maybe it's not. What, what I mean I'm is, I'm gonna ask my wife about that tonight. So it's not said so everybody egregious. grabbed a tit. Have you? Yeah, when, it's not. When you're yes. 15. That's how you do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I hate myself. <laughs> I won't do that again. 
<laughs> well, it's like the old Seinfeld stop short bit, when you're, such, you know? Yeah, or they, they want you to and you won't do it, right? Right. Because right. that's the other fear. <laughs> but what I'm all I meant by that is if everybody, like the Bible says, man, like Jesus said, take the log out of your own eye before you worry about the speck in someone else's eye. Yes. Which is a hilarious Bible verse, just imagining a log in someone's eye. I think that that was supposed to be yeah. hyperbolous it, for that very well, reason, is, though. But Jesus was funny. I think he was funny. Maybe. He did, <laughs> he did rebuke a tree one time. <laughs> but so, yeah, I guess that's my take on that, is that everybody, if if the more we point fingers, I, my favorite's when some, like, blogger comes out that's, you know, took down, like, four people or whatever, right. and then they go through his stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, you said the N-word five times in... 2004. Yeah. And then they're, you they know, die by the same sword that they've been stabbing other people with. Yeah. At that right. Point. Or at least they should. But, but at the end of the day, or we could all just put our swords down and relax a little bit. We should all relax a little bit. I mean, I don't know how, when you're a young, like a young man, there's a lot of dumb things you're going to do. I'm yes. so glad yes. my whole life oh isn't on the God. internet from 15 to 23. Right. Oh my God. Me I too. would probably be in more trouble than I'm in now. Right. And or, that's the thing. Like who would have thought when we were 15 that everything's forever. Yes. Like it's on your permanent record yes. as they would say in school. Yes. This is going on your permanent record. That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it did. Seriously. I thought when I was like in grade four, I remember I, I was uh, Mr. McKenzie. Yeah. I was at black mountain school. Mr. I, I was swearing. And I was, I was, we were playing football outside yeah. during recess and I said, catch the fucking ball. And yeah. Mr. McKenzie was walking by, get in front of the office. And, 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 and he said something about permanent record. And I literally thought that I was going to be applying for my first job Dude, and you, people you, would be opening a file and going, oh, well, I see here that, uh, you had some foresight in grade four, man. I guess permanent record scared the shit out of me. It just did. I, my, the way my brain works is like, what? I don't think about consequences from 20 <laughs> minutes from now, let alone permanent record. What do you, which probably makes you prefer a better standup than I would ever be. Uh, in not that necessarily. <laughs> no, but, but we didn't think back then yeah. that, you know, we were able to learn mm -hmm. and we were raised on movies like Porky's in my case, American pie in your case, things like that as to, as to how, this is how men behave. Locker room talk. You hear about yeah. those things. We've had athletes and, oh, and man, coaches played, on here talking about lo locker rooms. Yeah. I played rugby and Me football. Too. So yep. I was the guy that peed on people in the shower. <laughs> It's a hilarious move. And you showed the other guy, like you're peeing on the guy on the right and you're doing yeah, the left. Exactly. Because hey, check us out, man. They're in the front yeah. and you're peeing on their back of their leg. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so funny is not being outlawed. I, I worry about funny changing. I'm encouraged when I have conversations with with a guy like you when it comes to this, because at the end of the day, you're you're still not giving really any fucks when it comes to that. No. And there's always gonna be the envelope pushers. Yes. And, you know, if it, I don't think stand-up will die. Right. But if it, it even, you know, diminished, there's the other venue or the other mediums like podcasting yes. is huge. And Absolutely. like your own producing YouTube or whatever. Like yeah. people are getting real creative. They're yeah. making TikToks. The kids are doing. I don't yeah. even, I don't have a TikTok yet. No, I, 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 I don't know. I like I, long form. I can't, I got, I got more, I need an hour's worth of stuff, not like 15 seconds. I don't think I could do any movement or say anything that if you just put it on repeat, it would be funny. I don't think I have that in me. Some of them are very that. clever though. Some of them are very <laughs> clever. Yes. Well, much more clever than I am, but I could do this. I can, yeah. I can go back and forth and, and this kick is a subject what it's around, about, man. We're yeah. getting to the bottom of stuff. Long form, the conversations. Yes. Because if you took even some of the things I've just said today, like oh, yeah. these tied second clips, they'd be like, yeah, we all grab titties. <laughs> like, yes. 
That's what, you know, Caleb Campbell's grabbing tits. Cancel him. <laughs> Cancel him. Oh, no. Or or go see him. Like, at least you know what to expect yeah, if you right. go to the Caleb Campbell show. Um, I, I, I won't grab your titty if you come to my show. I have a girlfriend now. I'm much more mature. Swedish girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well done. Oh, I was just like, visiting. and real Swedish. Like, like, yeah. like you've been to Sweden. I just came from Sweden. We were, I went to visit her. I was very nervous that I was going to, that I, I thought traveling during the pandemic was just going to yeah. be the dumbest thing ever. But Especially Sweden. to Sweden because they are very known for saying, you know what, what you're all doing. They're we're all gonna Vikings, kinda, man. They yeah. don't give a shit. Um, but, Is she from Viking lineage? Uh, she's a peasant for like 500 years. Her mom is real into. So you're the Viking. Uh, I'm actually a little bit Norwegian, so maybe. Oh, maybe <laughs> you're the conquering. Good for you. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. That's you okay. went. To, you went to Sweden. That's like I mean, you know, we had a great time. We ate lots of food. Yeah. You asked me before we turned the mics on if I ever did stand up in Sweden. Yes. This is a uh, okay. So I did do stand up the first time I went to Sweden. We. Uh, I actually went to go meet my buddy. So my buddy chased a girl over there and I went to go visit him. Yep. And he worked at a casino, but we, we, we were both doing stand-up at that time. So I flew in at like 11 at night. No, no, no. It must have been like nine at night because we did a show. Anyways, okay. I flew in at night yep. and he had to go to work. So I get off the train and I go straight to this bar. So I got all my luggage and everything. And uh, we go downstairs into like the bars there. They're kind of uh, self-serve. Yep. They don't have servers. So there's like just the bar in the middle, the bar upstairs. And then everybody goes downstairs. All right. And like pour yourself one. Here's a big glass. No, so no. It, on, I mean, just... they have bartenders. Okay, okay. They don't come to your table. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the this, this show, there's maybe 50 people there. Yeah. Um, the whole show is in Swedish. I mean, I watched it. I feel everybody was having a good time. Right. You know, you get the cadence and the mannerisms and everybody laughs at the appropriate places. Okay. So Timing thought, is similar. Yeah, I thought this will yeah. be this will be OK. So uh, I, I there's no stage. I'm like the shortest guy in all of Sweden. Right. They they legit. They live <laughs> yeah. up to the legend of all being sure. six, five blonde, yeah. Yeah. like hot dudes. Which so, makes you the alternative, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, the short, <laughs> the short, dark troll. <laughs> so. I go, they're like, we'll put you on last because you're from Canada. I was yeah. like, cool. So they they introduce me. I go on. I'm like, hey, I make a couple jokes about being Canadian, not American, you know, just run of the mill shit. And like within 30 seconds, this like massive Viking man comes stumbling, like bursts in the door. He's got a duffel bag full of alcohol, like a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of vodka. Okay. And he comes down in the front and yells something in Swedish. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> who are you? I said, I'm a tourist, man. I don't speak your language. And he's like, fuck your mother. Wow. And I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> I, you know, I got nothing to lose. You're right. They all speak English in Sweden. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, give me a drink of that. So I take some of his whiskey. He's like, what the hell? And I was like, you know, and the crowd is laughing, right? Okay. So you're getting the crowd on your so, side a yeah, little bit. So okay, good. I'm, Doing okay, but I'm actually kind of nervous for my safety. They don't have security guards. Well, they do have security guards. They don't have like bar bouncers. Right. They have city guards, like Skyrim guards. They're kind of like these guys that walk around in vests. They are like, you know, uniforms. And this guy's mm -hmm. sitting at the door. I'm like, you're just going to let this guy bring alcohol in here? And blah. and so I'm kind of, I'm still trying to be a performer. Sure. And the crowd is laughing, but I'm also like kind of intimidated by this guy now yelling mm -hmm. and and he, boom, headbutts me in the face. And I'm like, what the fuck? The crowd is dying. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? I'm getting this, and I'm like, help. Like, please help. And the guy sees that I'm Look, nervous. man, it's always funny until it happens to them. So I found, I, you know, I stammered through the next 15 minutes of my show. 
Wow. Uh, I get off stage. I'm like, what the hell was that? They all thought, you don't know that guy? We thought that was part of your act. You're kidding <laughs> yeah, me. They all thought like, he looks really scared. That was like actually <laughs> scared. The Canadian guy comes up and starts performing and his partner comes yeah, in two that's minutes what they later. Thought. And then we had this whole thing like <laughs> planned out. And they were like, yeah, you looked really scared. I'm like, I was really scared. <laughs> You were a drunken Abbott and Costello in yeah. their minds. Oh, my God. The, it was a surreal thing, though, when wow. I actually got headbutted. I was like, okay. And then they just laughed. Like, everybody in the room sure. just laughing at me. Sure. Oh, but yeah, I, I survived. <laughs> I got that story out of it. <laughs> well, indeed. Yeah, you got material, which is good. Um, have you done any since? Like, does it translate? Like, they all speak English, as you've said. Yeah. But I mean, do yeah, they know what funny is, though? <laughs> yeah, they know what funny is. Like, is it funny? It's, I mean, they have culturally their own sense of humor. They no, all, I mean in English. Obviously, yeah. in Swedish, there's, yes, I've, I've I seen mean, Swedes yeah. laugh, but. <laughs> like, you know, you can't do jokes about Canadian Tire. But, right. you know, you can do jokes. My jokes are mostly about, like, the human experience. Sure. And uh, I guess I have, yeah, my, not my whole act would transfer, but then. Right. You can always do, you know, Swedes are like this and Canadians are like this. Or, mm -hmm. Do you know what's weird about you people? I mean, I'd hate to <laughs> resort to that, but if I was... You'd hate to resort to obser obser observational comedy. <laughs> just the, just the, the most obvious, like, Swedes are weird compared to Canadian, you know, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. like the hack shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, speaking of which, who are some of your, uh, who are some comedians that you love? Oh, my favorite is Bill Burr. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, Burr. all the, you know, everybody's favorite, Bill Burr, Dan. He's a uh, savage. David, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, what, Dan Tosh. Yeah. Uh, his stand-up, his show, not the biggest fan of. His, like, dickish persona, not the biggest fan of. Right. But his stand-up, completely serious. And I think it's called Happy Thoughts. Yeah. Maybe completely serious, maybe my funniest one I've ever seen. He's, he's, he's a, a lot more clever than he gets credit for. His stand-up is so much better than his show. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Dave Attell, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, I yeah. really like, uh, I mean, I'm going to forget a whole bunch. Sure. Kyle Kinane. Yep. Love those guys. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, those are my, that's my Mount Rushmore, so to speak. I love Chappelle, uh, and how even during the pandemic, he is finding ways to, to, to make shows yeah, he's happen. He's got his like ranch. Yeah. It seems pretty cool. It does. It seems like the only, I mean, there's. What I've heard that guys are doing, there's like drive-in theaters or like yeah. outdoor shows. Yep. Lots of guys are doing back, or not lots, but some guys are doing backyard shows. Yeah. Um, but the I, winter's going to fuck us on that. Like uh, there's yeah. not going to be, I mean, it's going to be a weird winter with this, with this, with this virus. And I, mean, and I, I feel so bad for comics because I mean, like I, it God, sucks. It's got to be really, really tough right now. It sucks. I mean, the, the worst thing is the, like no practice. Like I've done three shows since March. Oh my god! And I got to do forty-five and we're in minutes September next right week. Now. Yeah, that's, that's... I got to do forty-five minutes next week. I'm like, I don't even remember what the fuck. Nothing that I talked about six months ago is relevant anymore. So this is your tune-up right now, is what <laughs> you're mean, telling me. I really no. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know kind of what I'm going to say, but yeah. a lot of like, think about how we like nobody wants to hear about you know my jokes from. People, the great thing about stand-up is it's really present. Like yes. the good stand-up is at yes. least. So you got to, I mean, I got to have something to say about what's going on. I got some stuff to say, but. I can imagine I haven't you got to say it yet. Some coronavirus stuff, yeah. obviously. Yeah, the so, stuff. but the, the only way to practice stand-up is, I mean, you can record it in your phone and listen to it, but yeah. that's not, that's just demoralizing. So, yeah, the only way to practice is in front of a crowd. Yeah. And 
I mean, there's no crowds. There's no crowds. There's no crowds. This is the some of the things that are coming online. Like I, I look at, I'm a big Joe Rogan guy. Yeah. Um, and and he's pointing out a couple of comedians that are actually doing it, quote unquote, right where they're doing yeah. it. Uh, you know, to camera, and some of the things that are being said. Like Schultz. Schultz is one of them. Yeah, he's and, great. And, and yeah. Um, but but small. That's a that's a that's a high wire. Do you like, know what's amazing about Schultz and like that other guy Ryan Long I mentioned? Yeah. Um. When do you when you put their shit right next to uh, like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, they're so much better. Yes, and you realize that J- Jimmy Count, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel they they have the huge production in the studio and everything. But once you take that all away, they're they're not. I mean, when it's an even playing field, right? it's a very interesting game. So I mean, but that's. I mean, I guess I could do that. I've never tried to do a monologue into YouTube. Right. I mean, maybe I'll have to see the, the for me. And I mean, I've never done stand up. I've 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 dreamt about it. One day I will do it. If comedy clubs open up to the way if the, if the new normal uh, resembles the old normal, I will definitely go up and do it. Um, but but the timing of the audience and the momentum and the energy of the audience is such um, in my mind, such an important thing. I mean, it, it's I never think about it. Yeah. I mean, I know what I'm going to say and I know where they, if they don't laugh where they usually laugh, that that fucks with you. <laughs> OK, but for the most part, I just, you know, it's I, you, you think it's a lot bigger deal than it is when you're actually talking. It's more just like a, it's almost a one sided conversation. So like okay. when they laugh, you stop talking. When they stop laughing, you start talking. And I, I mean, I personally try to like not give them a lot of room. Like I talk pretty fast. Gotcha. I feel like any dead space is just opening it up for a heckler. I was so just gonna, I, yeah. I, I, I like to move fast. Do you enjoy dealing with hecklers sometimes? No, I hate it. Always. I, I mean, it's never sport. It's never like hunting. I mean, not. Re- I'm not really that good at it either. Okay, okay. I just go with mean shit, like super. I ask you nicely to be quiet, and then I just go fucking annihilation. Really? Well. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate it. I mean, I got what what I want to say over here and you're in the way of that. And the most annoying is when, like, I got some long form bits. If you heckle, if yeah. I get derailed two minutes into like a seven minute or eight, that's now I'm now I'm fucked. Yeah. And it's all your fault. Yep. And I'm coming after you. I don't care if you got, you know. For the rest of the set, probably. Uh, it, it, I try not to. T- the, what I hate is when it goes like antagonistic. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Yep. When it's not funny anymore. Right. And. So a lot of comics aren't really good at that. And some hecklers aren't good at being slammed. Like even there's the heckler that's like, I improved the show because he slammed me and they get a kick out of it. And then there's the hecklers like, you suck. And I really think that you suck. Right. And then, I mean, those guys are a problem that hasn't happened to me in a while. But yeah, hecklers, they never improve the show. They're no. always annoying. And most of the time, it's not even a heckle. Most of the time, it's, you know, just two people talking loud right. or somebody on their phone. Or, you know, it's not even about you. They're just about themselves or they're just so drunk. They don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. You can have fun with those people. Sure. The really drunks, you just get them to, to talk because they'll embarrass themselves. The real drunk. Like yeah. they'll. OK. Yeah. So they, they, they basically will put their own nail in their own coffin. Kind yeah. You of just, thing with if you ask them more than four questions, they're it's it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's been a long time since you've, you've had three gigs since, you know, since March. Yeah. Uh, do you miss that? Do you miss the energy? Yes, do you miss the, 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 the scene of big it? Time, man. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my friends every week and yeah, it's fun. And any personally, like if I have an idea for a joke or like 
if I think about it too long, if I stew on it too long, mm-hmm. I think of all the reasons why it's not that good. So like, I got to get it out of my head. Right. So I, I write like kind of some notes and if I don't get it out in a week or a few days, I'll just say, yeah, you know what? That kind of sucks. Right. So, I mean, I'm not, obviously I have to go through my whole phone now and say all the jokes. Like this is what I thought was funny two months ago. Oh <laughs> like, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing that you miss the most. I mean, that and your free drink tickets. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys drink. You guys drink for free a lot of the time. No, you just get a, what, a couple tickets. But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're, if I'm working, if I'm headlining, get a lot you, of drinks bought for you. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not really. Not <laughs> as much as not as much as no. I would hope. Okay. I. Uh, but I, that's risky, also, because oh. if people are buying you drinks, at like if I. If it's a short set, it's fine. But if sometimes people like I've had people send up a tray of shots and like that's, I don't remember getting off stage. <laughs> It can go good or bad. <laughs> then you become the drunk, drunk heckler on stage. I, I mean, I try not to. Point. I mean, open mics I'll drink all the time. Right. But if I'm, you know, if I'm, I try not to drink on a show that it's me, that I'm the guy. Yeah. If I'm not the guy, I don't really feel that much responsibility. Right. Like, but if I'm headlining, you got to, you know, people pay to see a show. You got to give them a show. You can't just be some drunk guy. I yeah. Mean, I've done it. <laughs> There's some people that deserve their money back. Sure. But I try not to. One of the things that we we um, pride ourselves with, with with the heat change that what it's trying to be is a, is a um, uh, there's there's a, a network of camaraderie that happens um, that where men want to be there for each other. The idea of that. And I'm not trying to exclude any women comedians mm-hmm. uh, as I ask this next question, but um, I, I'm really whimsical when it comes to comedy. I think about David Letterman and I, I back in the day you hear these guys and gals talking about um, they'd go to the comedy store mm-hmm. and then they'd finish up and then they'd go to a diner. Mm-hmm. for a couple of hours just and they would out. just hang out and do all that stuff. Um, is that still true to today? I'd say so. Yeah, man, yeah. the best, that's what the funnest part about open mic is shooting the shit afterwards. Right. And then, I mean, we got a pretty good scene. I quite a few friends here and they, they'll tag your jokes or like, you should do this this way. You know, I'm a good premise guy. Yeah. And I get a lot of tags from the other guys, you know, and I'm, Thanks, Caleb. Yeah, and I'll, you know, give them notes and they'll yep. tell me to go fuck myself. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes they'll use it. But yeah, definitely hanging out <laughs> afterwards is the funnest part. Or like long road trips are pretty fun too. Yeah. We all just, you know, cram into one car. Five of us go all the way up to Fort St. John. <laughs> 12 hours there, 12 hours back. <laughs> and but no stories to tell. No, oh, man. Dave. Dave. Dave doesn't, Dave gets these import cars from Japan that have like are on a different wavelength. They, they're not on AM or FM radio. Oh, okay. There are, they are, but on the, Japan's on a different thing. Right. The point is we had no, no music. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have to talk to each other for 12 hours. But that's what we do. Yeah. And now you're, we're talking about it to this day though. And yeah. I think that, um, uh, one of the things that he is doing is providing a way where, where, where guys can connect and, 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 uh, and be there for each other. Um, it seems like one of the reasons why comedians have been so resilient over the years is they have done that. They have kind of banded together and, you know, linked up in a brother and brother and sisterhood for that, for that matter. Um, and, and, and had this resolve that they're going to survive no matter what happens socially. Yeah. I mean, I, that's ideal. That's what I want to happen. It's a shame to see when you see a comedian accuse another comedian or like try and like cancel another comedian. Right. But I mean, Cologne is a pretty small little town. Yeah. I'm, I've noticed it was more cutthroat in bigger cities, but I also didn't li- live there very long. No. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
I want to talk about your podcast before we finish up. We're already starting to finish up here. Sure. We're, we're going to move around that corner. And I mean, I knew it was going to go, was going to go fast today. Um, your podcast is an amazing premise. Um, now, now you, you kind of, um, the Bible beater podcast, the Bible beater podcast. You grew up in a very, uh, in, in a house where it's safe to say that religion was oh, the yeah. family business. Yeah, Both my parents are pastors. My right. dad and mama both wrote books. My dad, you know, produces yeah. prayer CDs. Yeah. Big time stuff. Like, I'm on like a prayer CD, children's prayers. When I'm like 12 years old, reading the 10 commandments, you can hear my voice crack. It's very And it's adorable because you <laughs> oh, were yeah. a kid. I guess so. Okay. Um, so, so, and you have gone down a different path where, where yeah, you're a stand-up and, yeah. and, and, uh, which is, which is unbelievable unto itself that you kind of have said to mom and dad, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go down. And you've learned to find the humor in Well, yeah. So everything. the premise of the podcast is like most people, even if they're, they say they believe it, they haven't read it and because it's outrageous and it's long and it's kind of dry. So the premise is I, you know, I took the, you know, biggest dumbass other comedian I knew yep. who doesn't read at all. Who's never read the Bible no. at all. And I'm like, Kyle, you got to hear this. And I read it to him and he goes, what? That's fucking crazy. Like, So you'll read passages from the Old Testament. We just, we're like actually that. just reading the whole thing. You're going through the entire Bible. That's the, I mean, that's the premise. We're, we've made it to second Samuel. We're reading about David right now. Holy It's cow. actually my, the last couple have been or the last like few weeks have been pretty good because absalom you know the whole story of absalom i don't are you are you religious at all um i i i have studied my bible okay but i have studied enough to know that there is it goes so deep that yeah, it's crazy just, so yeah. yeah we started i mean it starts out outrageous and then stays outrageous for a while there's i don't know what we're gonna do when we get to like the psalms or job or stuff like right. maybe we'll have to punch it up somehow but yeah that's the premise and you know every week Every week there's something I read in there that I'm like, that is the craziest thing. Yeah. You know, like Absalom. So a couple of weeks ago, Absalom rebels against David. Absalom is the hottest dude in all of Israel. The okay. Bible says he was the most handsome man in Israel. He okay. had this long hair and he rebels against David and he takes all his, his dad's prostitutes up into a tent on the roof of the palace. Right. And has sex with them. Right. And then so all of Israel knows about it. And then there's the civil war and Absalom gets stuck in a tree and, you know, he gets stuck in a tree by his hair. OK. And is that plausible at all? I mean, if you're right, I'd have to see I'd have to be there, I guess. They say his hair weighed five <laughs> shekels or something like that, which is like, you know, 10 pounds of hair. Wow. But still, I don't that's care. That's Fabio. That's, that's yeah. Fabio. Of so he's riding Israel. a donkey. He gets stuck in a tree by his hair. And then long enough for Job to catch up with him, stab him a bunch of times. Okay. So and let's, that's, un- I mean, that's the kind of stuff. So let's unpack this a little bit. And you're reading this to a comedian who has never heard this ever. He's kind of just, yeah. Yeah. He's a comedian. And you're too. getting reactions and, first off. And he, well, he, his, he's got his stories kind of his um, mom and grandma or mom and aunt. And I, yeah, his, all his family, they had, they were on like a Mennonite farm. Yeah. A generation ago. Yeah. And they had to like flee the farm because of some sort of like blasphemy. Okay. They, they got ostracized. There was some, there, there was they some got, trouble. They got shunned from the sure. community. So he was like, I hate, I hate church. Like, fuck that. Okay. So he hadn't read it at all. So I read it to him and yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's hilarious. And he just, <laughs> his he reactions, I call him the interrupter because I barely get to read. And he just goes, what? You know, and oh. he's oh, he's got an opinion about everything. He's usually wrong, and it's pretty funny. So, so the premise is amazing. Like yeah. that is a that is a phenomenal premise. Um, I'm one of those guys who 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 uh, 
it's, it sounds really cliche, but are you religious? No, but I'm very spiritual. Yeah. And I am. I'm extremely spiritual. Okay. My spiritual side of me is extremely important. But I am able to see the, the humor in not just the Bible itself, but other religious uh, texts and things like that and stories and, and, and whatnot. So, so when I heard about the premise of this, I was like, oh, that is a, that's gold. Well, uh, also, to my knowledge, it's never really been done. I think it's, also I've, very I've found creative. out about two other podcasts since yeah. one guy is doing a podcast. I don't know, but it's, he, he, he's, he grew up in Jewish school and okay. so he's like translating it himself, but that's the only other thing I found close to it. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Can you, can you plug it again? What's it called? The Bible beater podcast, The Bible beater podcast. And where do you find it? Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, okay. Apple podcasts, uh, just like us. Canadacomedy.ca is our website. Canadacomedy.ca. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kyle somehow got that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I know. Right. That's, that's on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I think the best review I got for the podcast was a couple weeks ago. We got an email and some lady was like, I found your podcast cause I was looking for a devotional podcast and now Lovely. I can't stop listening to it. And I'm scared. I'm going to lose my job as a Christian school teacher. <laughs> if they find out, wow. and I was like, that's exactly the type of yeah. So I don't know if you've never read the Bible, it's it, you get to see how outrageous it is. If you grew up in church, it's fun to come back to. And right. if you're extremely religious, this is, uh, I don't know, the other side of the coin, a, right. a skeptics, a skeptics take on it. Would you say that it's, is it, is it disrespectful yeah. of, all the entire time? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. It's pretty disrespectful. It's pretty okay. Bad. Okay. Good. <laughs> this is a great commercial for your podcast. I've had this my mom awesome. and dad on it though. So like, have they really? Yeah. I'm so I made, my mom's been on it twice. Wow. And uh, so the first time it was just like, you know, this is my mom. How did we get started? And the second time I drilled her on Bible questions. And so that's if you, if you want to listen to like kind of a debate that you can find that one. And I don't think we released the one with my dad, but we mostly got a history and then I'll make him defend the Bible some other time in the near future. Right. Yeah. That is uh, like I say, it's an extremely clever premise. Um you are a really entertaining guy. Oh, thanks, man. I, I hope that uh, this is not the last time we have you on. Oh, I'm definitely um, not. Because we want to, like at Heat Change, we want to talk about all the things that are going on. And I think stand-up comedians, not just in this these times, but in all times, many times stand-up comedians are kind of a barometer for what's going on out there from yeah. a social perspective. And uh, you certainly are one of those. Thanks. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be thanks part of this, Thanks for having man. me, man. Anytime. This is awesome. Um... Like I said, it was going to go by real fast. This is another episode of HeCast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. He Changed It is uh, still in beta, but it's going to be coming out. I'm hearing rumors that in the next week or two, we might even be in the uh, in the stores uh, as an actual, uh, in the app stores as a downloadable, like shiny, brand new, ready to go app. So thank you for all those who are... Um, supporting go to hechangedit.com if you want any information my name is mike chisholm uh this is hecast the he changed it official podcast cheers <laughs>